the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. God has not abandoned his people. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. He doesn't change his mind. He doesn't change his mind about us. God is for you. Even when we sin, even when we blow it, even when we mess things up, God is still for us. Now, there may be consequences to the choices that we've made, but God is for us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He still has a plan for us, even when we blow it. Have you messed up recently? Maybe you've slowly slipped farther away from the Lord, or you're struggling with the same temptation over and over again. Well, in the message today, Pastor Dan reminds you that God responds to your sin with grace. Perhaps you feel like you don't deserve that kind of grace and blessing in your life. Pastor Dan will encourage you to remember that he gives it freely. All you have to do is respond to the Lord's call in your life. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Here's what God God says here and what he's going to talk about for the rest of this chapter and then leading on into chapter 37. God will restore the land of Israel again and make it flourish, pledging that the mountains of Israel will grow trees and produce fruit. That he's going to make it a fruitful land again. Remember at this point, The land's desolate. It's been wiped out. It's destroyed. It's in ruins. All the cities are in ruins. There's nobody living in the land. There's only this small, you know, number of people that the Babylonians left behind. Most of the population is in Babylon in captivity. And, and here God says, I will make the land fruitful again. The land will yield fruit to my people. Israel, this is what the sovereign Lord says, that he will restore the land and make it flourish and make it fruitful. Now, this prophecy is being fulfilled literally in in our day. If you travel to Israel today, you see beautiful forests, you see farms, you see orchards throughout the land. The land is yielding fruit. You can Google it and you can see pictures of the land and how green it is and how fruitful it is. Now, I want, some of you know this, but some of you may not know this. 
in, in um, 1866, so 150 years ago, not that long ago when you're talking about the Bible, right? 150 years ago, Mark Twain traveled to the land of Israel, and he described the landscape as rocky, bare, repulsive, and dreary, with hardly a tree or a shrub anywhere. He said, listen to what he said, even the olive tree and the cactus, those fast friends of a worthless soil had almost deserted the country. When Mark Twain traveled to Israel in the 1860s, just 150 years ago or so, when he went there, he he said there's nothing growing there. Not even cactus are growing in the land. It's desolate. It's in ruins. It's barren. In 1948, when Israel became a nation again. Again, 1948, that's not that long ago. When Israel became a nation again, only 20% of Israel's land was suitable for farming. Only 20%. Today, more than 60% of the land is used for farming. Today, Israel produces 95% of its own food. Now, some perspective for you, the United States produces 85% of its own food. So that means we import 15% of our food. Israel produces 95% of its own food. Israel is one of the largest exporters of fruit in the world. A few years ago, I don't know where it is on the list now, I think it was number three, the number three exporter of fruit. I don't know if it still is. Israel exports flowers to Holland. And remember, remember, 150 years ago, Mark Twain said, cactus don't even grow there. Nothing grows there. It's dreary. Since 1901... 250 million trees have been planted in the land of Israel, making Israel the only country in the world with a net gain of trees in the 20th century. Only country in the world. According to the rabbinical writings on Ezekiel, the flourishing of the land of Israel described in verse 8 They say it is a clear sign of the final redemption of Israel. In other words, that the Messiah, these are people that were writing hundreds and hundreds of years ago. They say in their writings, when you see Israel flourishing like it's described here in Ezekiel 36, that means the Messiah is coming soon. And we live in that day when it's flourishing and it's fruitful. If you look at verse 8 again, we're told in verse 8, the land of Israel will produce fruit for the sake of the returning nation in the last days. Look at verse 8. You will yield your fruit to my people or for my people, for they are about to come. And so here it talks about the physical land because before the people are restored back to the land, the land itself will be restored agriculturally so that it can support and sustain the people once they come back into the land. Again, this is something that has happened 
just in the last hundred years or so. The land has become fruitful and the Jewish people are returning back to their land. The fruitfulness of the land is a sign that we are nearing the restoration of the people of Israel. Which we know that that takes place ultimately during the kingdom age. After the seven years of tribulation, Jesus Christ returns He establishes his kingdom on the earth in Israel, ruling from Jerusalem. And so these are things that are fulfilled ultimately in the kingdom age, but we we see the beginnings of them happening now. The kingdom age happens at the end of the tribulation period. The rapture of the church happens before the tribulation period. And yet we're seeing things now that are going to be fulfilled ultimately in the kingdom age. That just shows you Uh, How close we are, right? Jesus, when he talked about his return, he said to believers, when you see these things begin to come to pass, look up because your redemption's drawing near. If we're seeing things that will be fulfilled in the kingdom age after the tribulation period, we're that much closer to the rapture of the church when Jesus Christ will come for his bride and take us to heaven to be with him. And here it's, it's, it's a sign. Now watch what he says in verse 9. Again, remember, they're in captivity. They've lost everything. The land's destroyed. And God says, for indeed, I am for you. And I will turn to you and you shall be tilled And sown, speaking of the land. What a a comfort this must have been for the children of Israel in exile to hear God say, I'm I'm for you. And I will turn to you. I'll give you my attention. And I'm going to till and sow in the land. I'm going to prepare this land for my people to return back to it. Just as God prepared the garden for Adam and Eve, He's saying here that he will prepare the land for his, his people. He prepared a place for his people. And here we see, once again, the promise, I'm going to prepare this place for my people. Even though the children of Israel had sinned, and their sin and their rebellion and their stubbornness led to them losing their homeland and going into exile, God has not abandoned His people. God has not abandoned His people. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. He doesn't change His mind. He doesn't change His mind about us. God is for you. Even when we sin, even when we blow it, even when we mess things up, God is still for us. Now, there may be consequences to the choices that we've made, but God is for us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He still has a plan for us, even when we blow it. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? 
I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. He still has a plan. He's still working in our lives. And he'll restore us. He'll restore us. He'll restore what we've lost. The plan is still in the works. The plan is still in the works. God is still working. Just as He promises here to Israel, He, he, he will pl- prepare the land for them. He's still got a future and a hope for them. They haven't derailed what God wants to do. For indeed, I am for you, and I will turn to you, and you shall be tilled and sown, and the land has been tilled and sown. And then I will multiply men upon you, all the house of Israel, all of it. Not just the southern kingdom of Judah, but the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom, all of Israel will be brought back into the land again as one nation, all of it. And the cities shall be inhabited and the ruins rebuilt. I will multiply you man and beast and they shall increase and bear young. Look what he says. I will make you inhabited, speaking of the land, as in former times and do better for you than at your beginnings. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. God promises here in verse 11 to make Israel better than she was before. Better. That's grace. That's grace. You know, our, our, our previous sins don't disqualify us from God's future blessings. You know, it's, 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 it's not like God looks at us when we sin or when we blow it or when we go off on our own or whatever and says, you know, well, you had your one shot and you blew it. Now you're out. I'm going to put you on the shelf now. There's nothing else I can do. No, God is the God of the second chance and God is the God of the third chance and the fourth chance and the fifteenth chance. He likes to make all things new. He's in the restoration business. But as we see here, he doesn't just make things as good as new. He makes them better than new. He makes things better than they were before. Well, what a promise. He blesses us beyond our previous blessings. That's what God says here. The Bible says he gives grace upon grace. Grace upon grace upon grace. We, we saw that with Abraham, where Abraham, on more than one occasion, he didn't learn his lesson. Abraham lied about Sarah, his wife, said she was my sister. He lied. He was deceptive. He sinned. And God protected Abraham and God, more importantly, protected his wife, Sarah. And then both times that Abraham did that, he, he came out of that situation more blessed than when he went into that situation. He came out with more wealth, materially, than before he lied. It's grace. Like, it it doesn't even, like, 
our, our brain can't even like compute that. Like, wait a minute, like he, he lied, he was deceptive, God protected him, and God gave him a bunch of stuff too and made him richer. Like, what? And, and here with the children of Israel, here they, they were stiff-necked, they were stubborn, they were hard-hearted. God warned them and warned them and warned them and warned them and they just refused to listen. And now this judgment has come, everything's in ruins, the cities are destroyed, Jerusalem's destroyed, they've lost everything, they're in captivity, and it's their own fault. And instead of saying to them, this is your own fault, you did this to yourself, you didn't listen to me. Now you're getting what you deserve. And no, you can't ever have it back. God says, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, man, I'm going to prepare the land. I'm going to make the land like super fruitful. And then I'm going to bring you back. And the, you're going to rebuild the cities. And, and I'm going to make things better for you than they were before. Huh? Grace. It's just the grace of God. Now, that doesn't mean that we should sin intentionally so that we get God's grace in our life. Right? Paul says in Romans, should we sin that grace may abound? And then Paul answers his own question, God forbid that we would do that. But God responds to our sin and even our stubbornness, even our foolishness, even though we can make a mess of our lives, God responds to that with grace. Grace is undeserved kindness and blessing. Undeserved kindness and blessing. They don't deserve to be better off than they were before. This is their own fault. But grace says, I'm going to bless you. Grace says, I'll do better for you than at your beginning. When, I, when I'm done restoring you and bringing you back, you, it's, it's going to be better than it was before. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. When Israel is back in their own land and the land is flourishing and they are blessed more than ever before, then they will know it's the Lord. God is the only explanation. It's just the Lord. It's just His grace. It's just His grace upon grace. You look at the modern state of Israel, God's the only explanation for that. 1900 years, they're not in the land. 70 AD, Jerusalem's destroyed by the Romans. They're dispersed throughout the Roman Empire. They don't exist as a people or as a nation without a homeland. 1900 years later, they are restored as a nation. They exist again and they are prospering. And they are fruitful in a land that a hundred years ago was a wasteland where cactus didn't grow. It's grace. It's grace. It's the grace of God. And 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 it's you know it's true for us too. You know you you know we've we've all got a testimony of what God has done. In our lives, and, and you, can, you can lay out your testimony, and this is the kind of lousy person I was, and this is how selfish I was, and how stubborn and hard-hearted and sinful. And yet, God has blessed, God has been good, 
God has been made my life fruitful. It's just grace. It's just the grace of God. Verse 12 says, yes, I will cause men to walk on you. My people Israel. That's who's going to live there. My people Israel. They shall take possession of you. The idea here is they're, they're going to have their own sovereignty over the land. They're going to take possession of it. My people, it'll be a nation again. Again, 586 B.C., Jerusalem falls. Israel loses its sovereignty once. Uh, at that point, they don't gain their sovereignty again as a nation really till 1948, the 20th century. They don't take possession of the land except for a very short time during the Hasmonean period. But otherwise, they don't take possession of the land until 1948. And God here says, my people Israel, they shall take possession of you, of the land, and you shall be their inheritance. No more shall you bereave them of children. Verse 13, thus says the Lord God, the sovereign Lord, because they say to you, the land, you devour men and bereave your nation of children. Therefore, you shall devour men no more, nor bereave your nation anymore, says the Lord God. This is what people used to say about the land of Israel. It was desolate. It was harsh. It was a seemingly forsaken land. That's what Mark Twain was writing about. How terrible it was. It seemed that the land was against the people and actually took their children away. In other words, it was just brutal trying to live there. From Ezekiel's time all the way up until the 20th century, it was hard just to survive there, just to eke out a living there. God says in verse 13, I will reverse the condition." Of the land. God promises here to, to transform the land ecologically and make the land a blessing and a sustainer of life for the Jewish people. And God has transformed the land and made it a blessing and made it a land of plenty. And then verse 15. Nor will I let you hear the taunts of the nations anymore. Now that hasn't happened. Nor bear the reproach of the peoples anymore. Nor shall you cause your nation to stumble. Nor shall you cause your nation to stumble anymore, says the Lord God. So this, you know, kind of the first part of this promise is that he's going to transform the land ecologically, and God has done that. He's made it a fruitful land that gives life and sustains life. It's easy now. But here he talks about you know, raising the, the status of the nation of Israel in the eyes of the other nations and giving Israel a place of security. That hasn't happened yet. And that's not going to take place until the millennial age. When Jesus Christ returns and establishes his kingdom on the earth and rules as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And we'll stop there for tonight and uh, we'll, we'll go through the rest of chapter 36 and maybe chapter 37 next time. He asked me how I know. 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a prophet of God, and though he was faced with the difficult job of speaking hard truths, he also spoke of great hope. Even though the Israelites were constantly disobeying God, God was still faithful to them and offered a way of restoration. This is what Ezekiel so boldly proclaimed, and this is what God also offers to you. If you'd like to learn more about Ring of Truth, we encourage you to visit our website at calvaryec.com. You'll also find information about the church behind this ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. We have a heart for spreading the gospel message to all we come in contact with, and all are welcome to come and worship with us at our location in Columbia, Maryland. If you're ever in the area on a Sunday morning, we'd love for you to join us for a time of worship and Bible study. We'll study God's Word together and strengthen each other through prayer and fellowship. Come by and meet Pastor Dan and all of us here at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. For service times and location information, visit calvaryec.com or give us a call at 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. That's all we have time for today, but be sure to join Pastor Dan as he shares more from the book of Ezekiel on the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and what I know because I know his voice and it only takes It's true.